At this time of year, uh, my thoughts turn toward uh, something that I, I used to love to do all the time. I don't do it like I used to. Maybe now in retirement I will do more fishing. I think about March 1st when Bennett Springs opens up, and uh, I think about uh, uh, in June when the streams uh, for smallmouth bass fishing are, are just, about, just about perfect. And uh, some of my favorite memories of fishing are fishing streams in southern Missouri. Uh, I, was, uh, I went to high school uh, in Rolla, and uh, you know, I, I, I dream about fishing. Uh, you know, I, I know all of us probably have our favorite things we fish or we dream about. Uh, when I dream about fishing, it's a very comforting, soothing kind of dream, and I invite that. And one of the dreams that I have had frequently over the years is where I'm standing in this pool of water, and I can see the fish all around me in the water, and I'm casting out my line and pulling in a fish every time I do it. And... Uh, that dream came true one day. My friend and I, uh, my fishing buddy, uh, we were on the Mary's River <clears throat> down uh, outside of Freeburg. And the water was just perfect that day. And we walked further than we'd walked for in a very long time uh, from the bridge between, I think it's between, between the, I forget the highway, between Freeburg and uh, something town. It's a little German town, uh, and you'd get in under the, you put in under the bridge, and you walk upstream. Now, upstream is south on the Mary's River, because it runs south to north. And uh, we had caught fish in all the little pools along the way, and uh, we turned a corner, and there was a railroad bridge. And under that bridge, it looked like the water just spread out all across that bottom. But when we got up closer, we could see no... The water was just tall enough or high enough that it hid the pools, the many pools that lay under the bridge. And so my friend and I took both sides. We waded up to the pools and we stood there what seemed like in the middle of all the water, cast out our line, and bam, we're catching fish. And we're, I don't know if we caught 153 like the, the disciples did uh, that day uh, in the passage we read, but it seemed like a lot. Now, we didn't keep them. It was strictly catch and release. That's also another favorite part of my dream. You catch and release. That way you don't have to clean them. But uh, uh, that, that really happened. And that, uh, it was like a dream come true. It was just incredible, just dreamlike. Uh, in that experience. Well, uh, in today's story, to me, uh, the way the disciples, the story unfolds about the disciples, uh, it seems dreamlike uh, very much. The disciples didn't know what to do after Jesus died. Jesus had just uh, hung on the cross and, and had gone to the grave and many of them had not seen him yet since the resurrection. Some of them didn't even know he was resurrected. Oh, they'd heard rumors, but they themselves had not seen him. And uh, uh, so uh, they, they didn't know what to do. So they decided to go fishing. And uh, the uh, passage that we're looking at today, I'm going to read it again. John 21, 1 through 14, 
Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. In the Bible, fish provide a potent symbol of God's provision for our physical and our spiritual needs. The people in that day would have recognized it as such because fish was an important part of their diet. It was an important part of their culture, living there by the sea, by the Mediterranean and the Gal Galilee Sea, more like a lake to us. Uh, it was very much a part of their culture. But when you think about other stories in the Bible that involve fish, uh, what about the story of Jonah and the fish? There the fish symbolizes deliverance and seems to foreshadow Christ's death and resurrection. So there's great symbolism in the fish. The fish appears in the New Testament as a symbol of God's provision for our physical sustenance. And yes, even abundance through the stories of Jesus feeding the crowds. In today's story, we see the fish symbolizing God's provision of our physical work. In that when the disciples did as Jesus said, their nets were filled with fish. The bounty of the work of their hands, blessed by God. Now, symbols are only as good as their content. One reason why fish uh, resonates with me as a symbol is because I have a lot of experiences with fish. Now, I'm not bragging, and I'm not going to tell you any fish tales other than the one I've already told you. <laughs> but it resonates with me. But it's because of experiences I've had that were real and good. And that's what was happening with those disciples 
when they came up on the shore. The fish reminded them. The breakfast reminded them. The presence of Christ feeding them reminded them. And what did Jesus constantly say as he was teaching them along the way? Remember this. Remember this. So, the disciples, they went fishing. They'd been career fishermen, so maybe it isn't surprising that they returned to this after Jesus died. On this day, they weren't having much success, were they? When Jesus appeared to the disciples, he told them to keep trying, but try something new this time. Cast your nets on the other side of the boat. Up to that point, the disciples didn't know it was Jesus. But then, when Peter realized who it was, he threw himself into the sea to swim to the shore to be with Jesus. He couldn't wait. He couldn't wait. And what happened next is the dreamlike aspect of this story. The results of when the disciples did what Jesus told them uh, uh, was just amazing. A net overflowing. So many large fish that they were afraid the nets would break. And that's another miracle. The nets didn't break. They were able to bring it to shore. And there, there on the shore, Jesus took the fish and he prepared breakfast for them. Two previous occurrences with the disciples come to mind. Jesus feeding the thousands with the fishes and the loaves gathered by the disciples. Uh, that's the first one I think of. No doubt those disciples remembered having gathered all those uh, fishes and loaves after the, the, afterward, after the people had already eaten. There was so much that there was fishes and loaves left over. The second thing that comes to mind is the Last Supper, where Jesus said to remember me by this meal we share. Now we don't know the content of the meal that preceded the ritual that Jesus taught them to break the bread, to eat of the bread, drink of the wine, but they had eaten a meal that night. I wonder, was there fish that night that was a part of that meal? The disciples surely remembered that. They surely recognized that. Well, in both examples, we see Jesus providing abundant sustenance, abundant Sustenance, not just a little, not just enough, but more than enough. Well, okay, I'm going to share one more fish story. This is on the Gasconade River, Dale, just outside of Rolla. Same, same buddy. We've waited all afternoon, and it's, it's toward evening. And we're coming back, we're walking back to uh, the parking lot. And uh, as we're walking along this long chute, this stretch of water that was moving pretty fast, but not very deep, about uh, just almost to our uh, hips, uh, just about halfway up our knees, uh, as we walked along, I could see something in front of me bobbing up and down in the water. And... Uh, it didn't look like it, the, the, the natural things that were there in the water. It seemed like it was unnatural, like it didn't belong there. And as I got closer, I could see it was uh, the tip of a rod sticking up out of the water, a fishing rod. 
And I, and I reached out and I pulled it out. The reel had been stuck down in the mud. Probably had fallen out of somebody's boat because uh, uh, there were times of the year when you could take a boat up and down that part of the river. And, uh, but I pulled that up and I said, huh, well, I'll, I'll take it home. I, it looks like at least the rod is working on this thing. Well, I got it home and I, I washed off the reel and it was a Johnson reel. And I cleaned and I oiled it a little bit and I, I restrung it and I put a weight on the end, cast it out, and zing, man, it just worked so beautifully. That was over 20 years ago. In fact, I think it was about 25 years ago. I still use that rod and reel. Now, God gave me that rod and reel. I know it. I know. It was a gift from God. One of the most wonderful things. But God is good. His abundance is good. And, uh, yeah, that's... That's, that's, you, you think that's silly, but, you know, when you think about all the things do, God does for us, you know, he's not, he's not stingy. He's generous in his provision for us, not only for our salvation, but for our, our sustenance, our, our everyday existing. God's grace is like that. Jesus comes to us promising blessings and bounty if we'll listen to him. He invites us to forsake the familiar in order to feast with him on the bounty he provides. His bounty will surprise us, maybe even coming in surprising ways, but ultimately invites us to be that uh, not only blessed, but a blessing to others as well. We're to share in that bounty. And this is where the sign of the fish comes in. Now, you've seen it before. Um, you've probably seen it on the back of somebody's vehicle, you know. And, and if you've been in uh, church all your life, along the way, you've seen the sign of the fish, which represents Christ. Um, and uh, so I want to challenge you. The next time you see this symbol, I want to challenge you to remember Jesus is the source of the abundance in your life. He is the source of every good thing in life. And ultimately, he is the source of everlasting life. Think about that when you see this symbol. Believers in the early church were persecuted. They had to be careful to hide their identity at times as believers uh, for fear of persecution. Uh, or worse yet, execution. They developed a simple way to identify one another. It took two people to complete it. One believer would draw a line in the dirt. Maybe it was a line something like this. Uh, they would draw that in the, the dirt. Then the other would complete it with a second line to make this symbol in the dirt. And that way they could identify, yes, you're a believer, you're somebody I can trust, you also know the Lord. And so it's connecting those lines together. And so one more image Jesus gives us is the image of us, his disciples, as fishers of men. Now I haven't talked about that up to this point, but I bet those of you who have been gone to Sunday school for much of your life, you thought of that too. That's one of those images of the fish, that we're to be fishers of men. 
We're to reach out to others. We are to share of that blessing of abundance, the salvation and of sustenance that God uh, has given us so generously. And so Jesus wants us to draw the line for some and to complete the line for others. Now, that may be a, a little bit of a stretch, but I think it's, uh, and it's just a symbol. It's only as good as the content you give it, right? But how do we do that? There's a lot of different ways. But unfortunately, uh, sometimes because we're not very good at uh, how we live out our faith, when we, uh, if we just draw a line, what does that look like? I mean, it looks kind of like a, it could be a pointing finger. Or maybe it's a, an arrow or a dart. Or maybe it's just a frown. But it's not expressing what we want the symbol to express about who Christ is. And unfortunately, I'm afraid, Christians, we too often present an image of Christ where even this symbol comes across as something less than we want. Maybe even uh, uh, something to be afraid of or something to shun or something to fear. So it, what's important is the content behind the symbol. We don't literally have to draw this symbol for other people. We should be drawing that symbol. We should be representing ourselves symbolizing Christ to others through our lives. People ought to be able to see it. When they see us, they see Jesus. It reminds them of who the best that Jesus is. That's who we ought to be. And so I want to challenge you. We've come to the end of this message, this time talking about some things that I like to talk about, talking about someone I love to talk about, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I want to challenge you in just a moment, the praise and worship team is going to come up. You all can come on up right now, in fact. Uh, we're going to do it a little bit differently this Sunday. It's going to be simple. You're going to stay in your seats. And, uh, but I want to challenge you to respond this morning in this way. From your seats, just simply pray, meditate, think upon the things we've talked about here. The memories you have of how God has so richly provided for you, whether that's through your salvation, whether that's the provision he's given for you, to you for this day. Uh, think about those things. Thank God for those things. Ask God to be a symbol to others that points them to Christ so that they too will recognize him in us.